It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. To talk about the World Cup and about uh, this bloke called Leo Messi that uh, has been tearing things up is, I guess you could argue, in a way, Auckland City FC's own Lionel Messi. Uh, Emiliano Tade. G'day, Emmy. How are you? No, no, but you can't start like that. You can't start comparing me to to that person. All right, mate. Well, we, you know, you've you've just won another title with Auckland City, of course. You, you, you've driven a lot of what that club's done over the over the years. But you're right. I mean, Messi's a, a whole nother level. I mean, you're about the same age as Messi, um, and he came to prominence what at 17 at Barcelona, 18. I mean, you would have followed his career. Just just how good is Lionel Messi when it comes to that conversation about the goat? I mean. To me, he's he's um, he's exceeded any sort of expectations in, in football. He's exceeded everything and excelled at everything he did in football uh, in many ways. Um, I don't understand sometimes how much he's done. I, I try to I try to go back in the past, uh, you know, and see what he's achieved and what he's done and. It's, it's it's hard to understand, you know. Um, in, in football, it's pretty easy to to be a very good in one season or two, but to be that consistent and to maintain that level for many many years um, is probably a little bit out of this world. Oh, it's a hundred percent out of this world. I mean, his numbers are just frightening. I mean, I, that I, I remember. The 2011-12 season, where he scored 50 goals just in La Liga, not even counting Champions League or, or or anything else. And then the next year, he backed it up with 46. You know, I think it was like 133 goals in two seasons. Uh, those numbers are just staggering, and it wasn't like it was just those two seasons. Even though those back-to-back numbers were were amazing. Yeah, that's crazy, and and you know, and 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 the amount of titles, and and not only just the numbers and stats. Um, then you go to the details of like little moments, like short moments uh, during during games. I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, the things that he's done, and the, you know those little plays that we see, or those free kicks, or stuff that we go, okay, that is more than just that. It goes a little bit beyond. Yeah, I think one of the things that maybe people watching football that haven't played to any level or, or, or whatever don't maybe necessarily understand is there are times when you see Messi walking around the park and he's walking and he's looking and he's walking and he's looking and, and you know, that might be guess misconstrued sometimes is that he's not working hard, but he's always working, isn't he, between the years because he just reads the game so well. He, he seems to be two or three steps ahead of everyone else. Yes. Yes, uh, I fully agree with that. Um, there, there has been so many explanations in the past from like different coaches, and the one that I has stuck in my mind is Pep Guardiola. Um, he he said he's he's someone who usually starts the pressure when when the other team or the opponents got the ball like in the back, and and he waits and. 
scans the whole field constantly. Um, and there has been some videos about when the ball is in the completely on the other side of, of the pitch and he's still scanning what's happening around him. And then, you know, as soon as the ball comes to him or comes to his feet, um, then what happens next is some is something that he is the only one that knows what will happen. I mean, Pep Guardiola explained that pretty well, and 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 that's because there's some genius. He's got that genius in him that we will probably never understand. One of the other things I think uh, about Lionel Messi is, you know, he, he's not a big man, right? He's a small man. Uh, he's slightly built, uh, but he, he is so strong mentally because there are so many guys that have come out of Argentina uh, who have been fantastic players, fantastic number 10s, uh, and as soon as they get dubbed the next Maradona, um, it all tends to fall apart because of the, the expectation and the mental pressure. But it's something that Lionel Messi seems to have always been able to cope with. Yes, um, I mean oof, that um, that has it has backfired on him in the past. Um, I, I think, especially with the national team, or probably that's it, it comes down to us in Argentina as a society, the amount of pressure that we put in place, uh, not only the national team but also in like a club wise. And when it came to him being compared constantly and. Uh, with Maradona and and him always having to um, you know close some 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 mouth as uh, it has been it has been pretty tiring for him as well but it's got to the point where uh, you, you you can see it doesn't affect him um, and then and then things changed or shifted in the past probably in the national team where he's been surrounded by very good people that they only want the only thing that they want is is the national team to succeed and that has you know had an impact on him uh, very positively uh, you're, you're probably too young to remember it uh, watching it live but maybe it's something that you've revisited uh, I don't know the, the 1986 World Cup when it was very much Maradona and Kanija and then a team of workers it feels like there are some parallels with this team you know Messi um, and um, uh, the new I can't remember the new striker Julian Alvarez um, and then a team of workers it kind of feels there are some parallels here between the 86 team and this team um, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, um, I think we, uh, I think we tend to um, go back and find what, like, what are the similarities. Um, and, and in Argentina, that's what we do actually a lot. Um, but uh, I think this team is a little bit different. Uh, in the past, you had all these like, Probably you had all those great, those two big players like Maradona and Canigia, um, and then a team of workers, and they probably just only play at a national level in Argentina. But in this case, most of the Argentinian players are Europeans, if not all of them. Um, they all play in, you know, Champions League and big clubs and and in the best leagues in the world, and so they. Do you, we do have to give them a, a lot of credit for that, and you know, then you have obviously a few or a couple of players that excel there. And in this case, um, 
probably Messi is the only one, and the, the rest are having like not only a very good World Cup, but also a very good career at a club level. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, there, I mean, there's more depth on the bench in this team, it feels like. I mean, given that Paolo Dybala, we only just saw him get off the bench for the first time, I think, in the tournament in the last 10 minutes uh, of that game against Croatia. So, yeah, maybe there is a bit more depth there. Uh, what about this World Cup, uh, Emmy? When Coming into it, how confident were you as an Argentinian fan that Argentina would be in the final? Um, I think from the get-go, before the World Cup starts, you you do think and hope and believe that Argentina is going to be in, in the final. And and that's just because as it's Argentina and also because you have the best player in the world. So from the get-go, you already know or feel or you sense that or something in the air that you, that you will make it um, just because you have those things. Um, and then when you... When you realise what has been happening in the last three years, the qualifications uh, towards the World Cup and how the team was doing, and the amount of the amount of obstacles the the team has overcame in the last three years with a coach with an unexperienced coach at the beginning, a lot of criticism and how the team stays strong. There's a lot of details um, in the background that sometimes, you know, worldwide people don't know, and. You know, when I look back for the last three years, the hope is probably, um, I don't know, one of the biggest that I've seen uh, in the last, I don't know, five or six World Cups. Um, this one felt special from from a lot of points and from a lot of views. And, and, and that's what made probably this team as well uh, felt comfortable to come and play this tournament. Also, winning the last um, Copa America in, in, in Brazil, in the Maracanã. You know, the, the, there's a lot of details that you go, Oof, the, we have something very special here, not just the best player and not just the fact that we are Argentinians. Mm. Uh, there's, it feels like this uh, this team has, you know, I talked about it being a team of workers, but some of those workers have really put their hand up. They're going to get noticed. Um, I think about guys like Marcus Acuna uh, and also uh, Enzo um, Fernandez in the midfield. For you, who is the player maybe that came into this tournament that not everybody in the world knew but now will know? Um, they had, most of the players have been um, well known by this time and um, I'll, I'll say there's three players that made their, uh, that statement and players that weren't that well-known or people didn't know that much. And they were like, Julian Alvarez will be one yeah. um, for sure. I think these three players are having like an amazing World Cup. And they didn't play at the beginning of... They didn't play the first game and they came on um, as an 11 starter from the second game and they changed the image of the team. Julian Álvarez for now, uh, Enzo Fernandez in the midfield, and Callister. I think these mm. three players have changed the image of the team, but also they weren't that well-known. They, In the case of Julian Álvarez and Enzo Fernandez, they just started. They just made their move to Europe only what, four or five months ago in the last transfer window. And that's incredible to see 
their performance at that age in a World Cup stage, I mean, that is... That is, that is quite significant. Yeah, very significant. I, Colin Cook, who you'll know very, very well uh, from Auckland City, um, have you have yes. you have you got him an Argentina jersey with McAllister on the back yet? Uh, the only Scotsman to ever make a World Cup final. He's uh, also Gordon as well, <laughs> Gordon Watson. Um, these two people that I that I'm very I'm very fond of, uh, and and I have this. Um, special love for these two people for Colin and, and Gordon and they have messaged me already about Argentina and I think they love Argentina and Maradona and Messi uh, maybe because they're Scottish you know yeah you know it. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah they they love Argentina and and, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be cheering for uh, for the national team and, and in the final. If not, they know we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Indeed. Well said, Amy. Yeah. Um, now, we've, you've got the French on the other side of things. I, I sat down, uh, watched the game uh, between uh, France and uh, Morocco with uh, Chris Milicic and I, and I watched uh, Argentina-Croatia with Jacob Spoonley and I... Or watch both those semi-finals and watching those two games back to back, I can't help but think um, Argentina are the favourites going into this final just because of the energy they play with. Uh, whereas France seemed to take their foot off the gas a lot, they tended to play slow, but Argentina just work, 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 and I, it just feels like they are more driven uh, at the moment. And based off those two semi-finals, I think Argentina have to be the favourites. What do you think? Uh, on papers and and. For the style of football that both teams have been showing in the in this World Cup, uh, yes, I I agree with you, um, and I don't think France has uh, has shown the the whole potential, which is also it could be a threat or it could be scary. Um, but then at the end of the day, this is a final, and in finals, it doesn't matter what you didn't pass. Uh, finals are a completely different sort of little tournament. Uh, it's just a once-off. You never know how people react, how people are going to play, how people are going to cope with the amount of pressure or or, or, or the surroundings, the environment, um, history, future, whatever. Um, that goes a little bit beyond. But, you know, uh, and this is for all my friends, and I, I can't say the word, but I think France is going to be the winner and the champion and and if I say that um, just to explain you why it's because in Argentina we have a lot of these like good luck charm and, and you know all these things that you go okay if I say the word that what Argentina is going to do it won't like it won't happen mm-hmm. don't so want to put the hits on the opposite. yeah exactly so I think France is the champion already so I, I want to congratulate them for winning the World Cup <laughs> well done, reverse psychology. I like it, uh, Emmy. Hey, if 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 um, uh, that doesn't happen, Messi. If Messi lifts the World Cup, uh, Maradona did it in '86. Mario Kempes did it in '80 in '78. Uh, where do you think in the echelon of the all-time greats, uh, Lionel Messi will sit? I will completely separate per century. Um, these two, these two players. Uh, are, are not there to be compared from my from from my side from my point of view. These two players are not there to be compared at any level. Um, 
are saying they they shouldn't be um, in a, a discussion of who is better and who is worse. Um, and I'll, I'll put them both uh, at the exact level, uh, regardless of what happened on Sunday. But anyway, Messi's not going to wait to leave the World Cup, you know. Um, <laughs> Loris, the French, the France goalkeeper, is going to is going to hold the cup. So, but yeah, on on, on that side, I mean, on the other now, um, I, I can't compare these two play these two people. I cannot compare them. All right, okay. We don't we don't compare the the, the two greats, uh, uh, Emiliano Tade. Before we let you go, uh, producer Logan has one question uh, that he wanted me to ask you. Uh, where is the best Argentinian barbecue in Auckland? A buy place. <laughs> uh, but what time do you want but, us there? Uh, but I, I, I won't be in New Zealand towards the final. Uh, and but the best one. It will be at Sicilian Chorizo in Pontonby. Beautiful, beautiful. Good stuff, Emmy. Beautiful. Thanks very much for your Go time. Tra- travel safe, my friend. Go well, eh? Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for the chat.